This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Okay, once again, we're back live with Jack and Doreen Canelli, your hosts for today's installment of Real Presence Live. And we're happy to have with us right now on the phone Father Anthony Craig of the Diocese of Duluth. And he is going to tell us about the uh, the first ever Catholic family camp for the entire family that's being sponsored by the Diocese of Duluth. And so uh, we can't ask you about how it's done in the past, Father, but we can certainly anticipate its success this year. Thanks for being with us this morning, Father. Um, so this upcoming event of a Catholic family camp in the Diocese of Duluth, could you tell us a little bit about um, where the idea came from and how it got started and um, what you've done to get it organized and um, and to get it up get and it, running? Get it up and running. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> you got, absolutely. Well, great to be with you. Um, the idea of Catholic Family Camp first came when I was in college seminary at St. John Vianney College Seminary in St. Paul. I had a spiritual director, Father Tom Duffner, a wonderful man, and he took a number of parishioners' families up to a campground near St. Cloud. And it was wonderful. He told me why he did it, uh, to build friendships and um, to make them more connected in their leisure time, not just when they're, you know, worshiping God on Sundays and doing a few activities around the parish. So he wanted them to come together and have fun together, basically. And I hung on to the idea because I liked it so much. I was like, man, I wish I would have had that when I was growing up, too. Our families were connected with other families, and we took vacations together, and it was always a great uh, building of friendships and learning about other people, and um, receiving also the gifts that they have as people, uh, learning from their family prayers that it's a little different than ours kind of thing. That was my experience, too, growing up. So now that I'm a priest of eight years and part of the Marriage and Family Life office in Duluth, I said to myself, I think this is what we should start to do and kind of start this up. Um, especially when some families feel isolated, even within their parishes sometimes, like they're trying hard to raise their kids uh, with the same worldview, and they're with a lot of other families that have different worldviews out in the community and at the schools. And so this is a nice forum for them now um, to do this Catholic family camp where they can come and they can be with other families of the same worldview where it's sort of safe in some sense, uh, where there's not a lot of foreign ideas being thrown around here and there. And it's just a time to have fun um, with their own families, first of all, and then to meet other people that have similar situations uh, if they want to. Um, so it's that's kind of where it came from, and that's where it stands now. Um, and I'm just excited for it to, to gain some momentum, I hope. Well, that sounds like a great idea. Um so how have you gone about um, encouraging people to attend the camp? Well, we've put out posters in all of our parishes in the Diocese of Duluth, and then also encouraged the pastors to promote it and pick a few families to throw the idea towards. And um, then I've, I've really just emphasized that it's really just for their family to enjoy 
a vacation together at a nice resort, Sugar Lake Lodge. Okay. Um, and they can come for one, two, or three days. So, know? okay, so they, they have the choice of the length of time that they spend. And then could you just tell us a few specifics about what the people can expect who um, will be attending the camp? Certainly. There'll be daily mass every morning around 9 o'clock. Seems to be a good time for families. There'll be confessions offered prior to, and then a holy hour just before the dinner hour, so about 4 to 5 p.m., and those will be um, nice times for them to come in if they wish. But again, it's only optional, you know, as far as the sacraments. They're offered there on site, so they don't have to go anywhere mm-hmm. um, to um, to really receive the sacraments and that strength of grace. And it's just some calming moments before the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. So, do you want? Could you tell the people um, how they could make reservations for this? Yes, they can call Sugar Lake Lodge directly mm. and sign up. Just say Catholic Family Camp, and you'll get 25% off your room um, cost. It's a great opportunity. The resort was wonderful with to work with. You could call them at 218-203-8919, uh, or you can check on the website, sugarlakelodge.com. So um, the beautiful things that you're offering with the sacraments and with time with our Lord in adoration, are there other scheduled family activities or are the families kind of on their own to enjoy themselves in in the ways that they desire much of the latter they can just enjoy the resort there's a golf course on um at sugar lake lodge there's also two restaurants there's a number of other things they have kayaks all the normal lakefront stuff and fireplaces all over stocked with wood so a lot of things are provided they can just go and have a good time and even if they don't go to the masses they're just offered there for them Mm -hmm. uh for their convenience Okay, and how... Go ahead. I was just going to ask how people can find out more. They can find out more by calling the Diocese of Duluth if they wish. Um, That's a 724... Sorry, area code 218-724-9111 or the Diocese of Duluth webpage uh, with the Marriage and Family Office um, Department tab. And also they can call my parish even if they want it, St. Joseph's in Chisholm. 218-254-5703, and you can even just call the Sugar Lake Lodge, and they'll inform you what's going on, too. Okay, great. Thanks a lot, Father, and thanks for being on with us this morning to talk about this wonderful opportunity for families. And coming up, thank you again. Coming up, you won't want to miss the different kinds of prayer. And uh, this is Jack and Doreen Canelli. Stay tuned to Real Presence Live And once again, thank you, Father Anthony Craig from the Diocese of Duluth. Absolutely. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live is now coming to you five days a week, bringing you new hosts including Father Paul, Father John, and Joe Rutten, Father Craig Vosick, Father Tim Buren, and Father Kyle Metzger from brand new locations including the University of Mary in Bismarck, Mount Marnie College in Yankton, South Dakota, and the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. If you're looking for hope, tune in to Real Presence Live, where you'll hear positive and inspirational stories weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. 
The only things hotter than the summer heat are the rates to run radio spots on the RPR network. That's not all. The Signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio, and I want to help you grow your business in front of a very faithful customer base. Don't wait. Call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. Taking what you experience on Sunday in church and applying it during the week at work can be a challenge. This year's Faith and Business Conference is for business owners, managers, and those that seek to integrate their faith into the workplace. This year's conference features world-renowned speakers that will help you take faith principles and turn them into business practices. Learn how to take your Sunday into Monday on Thursday, August 8th at the Ramcota Hotel in Sioux Falls from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. For more information and tickets, go to faithandbusinessconference.com. Real Presence Live is now coming to you five days a week, bringing you new hosts, new locations, and brand new segments, including Heart of Your Legacy, where, as the name suggests, we get at the heart of giving and how you can leave a lasting legacy, and Honor Our Fathers, where you send us the names of your favorite priests, and we offer special recognition and a dozen donuts to one each week. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live, weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. This is Real Presence Live, where the devil is dumb, Christ is king, and the Catholic faith is taking the place of secular living as the lifestyle of choice. Okay, back again, Jack and Doreen Canelli, your hosts for this uh, last segment of the uh, Real Presence Live. And uh, as many of you know, there are many different forms of prayer in the life of the church, and how many different kinds are there, and how important is daily prayer? And these are just a couple of questions that we will ask Father Jeff Norfolk of the Diocese of Sioux Falls, who is on the line with us. Go Good, mor- ahead. Good morning, Father. Good morning. Thank you for being here on the air with us. Um, we'd like to talk about the goodness of the different forms of prayer. Um, before we begin, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'm uh, born and raised in the Diocese of Sioux Falls and grateful for my parents who have passed on the faith. Currently, I'm the pastor of St. Rose of Lima and Garrett in South Dakota, St. Joseph the Workman Parish in Huntimer, South Dakota, and the chaplain of prison ministry for the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Oh, beautiful. Um, so, Father, when we hear the word prayer, so many different definitions come to mind. Um, could you give us a succinct definition of prayer? What, what is at the heart of prayer? Yeah, I'm going to use the definition of Cardinal John Henry Newman, uh, and whether it was his motto as a bishop or just a phrase that he was familiar with saying and living out of, uh, he said, heart speaks to heart. And so for me, that's uh, a good definition of prayer, because it's all about a relationship. And so I want my heart to speak to the heart of God, the heart of Jesus, and to be able to share with him what's on my heart, what's going on in my life. And I also want to learn to hear from his heart understand what moves the heart of God, what's, what's dear and near to God, I want that to move my heart. And so that relationship, to be able to converse and to be able to receive, for me would be a simple definition of prayer. Mm-hmm. So the sharing of what's on one's heart, the listening, and then the receiving of what um, the Lord wants to speak to us in our hearts. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Now, the next question that we have for you is, how many different kinds of prayer are there? And I don't know if the, I don't think that the answer demands a particular number, but um, just speak to just the way, the different ways that we can approach that relationship which we find in prayer. Yeah, so I would say the answer to the, the original question is that there's many forms of prayer, and it would be hard to define how many. Um, the thing that I point to and that I think is helpful that the Church gives us as a resource that's available to anyone is in the, the Catechism of the Catholic Church, it's broke up into what's called four pillars, which just means four sections. And the whole last section, the whole fourth pillar of the Catechism, is all about prayer. I, I looked up recently, and there's 75 pages just describing kinds of prayer and different ways of relating with God. 307 paragraphs of the Catechism are dedicated just to prayer. So that's the first thing I would encourage people to do is grab a copy of the Catechism or pull it up on your phone. There's plenty of apps that have the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And just to start reading through it and learn, okay, so I want to vocally pray. Uh, I also want to come into a, a kind of meditation where I can chew on the scriptures and allow them to penetrate my mind and my heart. The daily Mass readings, for example, would be a great place to start with prayer. And lastly, uh, the ultimate goal of prayer is uh, what we call contemplation, where you let God take over your life, you let God be the one who's guiding and leading the prayer and drawing you into prayer. Um, so many forms leading to that deepest form of allowing God to really be the Lord of our lives and of our prayer. Does the tr- thank you for that um, for that beautiful description of the different forms? But does the church recommend one form over another? Again, I would answer by saying similar to what I mentioned just a moment ago. Of uh, I think they would recommend that the ultimate goal would be contemplation, mm-hmm. uh, and so that would be the ultimate form in that sense. Uh, but it gives. Throughout the history, you know, we have 2,000 years of history, it gives uh, recommended forms as far as, you know, the Rosary's been something that many of the popes have talked about and, and written documents on. Um, novenas is something that the Church has recommended. You know, a couple months ago we did the Divine Mercy Novena as part of the Divine Mercy de- devotion. So Novenas, the Rosary... The other one that uh, is the only retreat form that I'm aware of that's universally approved by the Church is what's called the Spiritual Exercises of Ignatius of Loyola. So there are forms of prayer that the Church has recommended throughout the centuries, and then it gives the individual person uh, how can their relationship with God be personal by the forms of prayer that they use. It gives them the freedom to choose that. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to interject a little bit here, Father, before we continue with the with our discussion. But uh, this is Real Presence Live, and we are visiting with Father Jeff Norfolk of the Diocese of uh, Sioux Falls, and we're talking about prayer. And uh, uh, your hosts are myself, Jack Kennelly, and my wife, Doreen. And uh, we thank you for listening. And, uh, uh, Doreen, you've got another question for Father. All right. Um I've, I've, I saw a poster once that said, prayer is our relationship with God, um, which indicates, you know, it's, it's pretty important. Can you, um, described, can you describe for us or explain to us the importance of daily prayer 
and um, how one might go about prioritizing their life around um, prayer. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I would actually probably say it's the most important thing we do every day. Uh, And no matter what state in life, no matter what your particular vocation or the calling that God has given you, uh, to sustain the relationship with God on a daily basis, prayer is absolutely necessary. And the thing that's, the image that I would use that has been most helpful for me is it's as important as breathing. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm breathing, I know that I'm living, and I don't necessarily have to think about breathing. It's so ingrained in my body. The same thing is true with prayer. Like, my relationship with God is so ingrained in me that I want to keep relating and, and acknowledging and sharing with Him throughout the day and receiving from Him throughout the day. Formal times of prayer are very important, where I, I set aside a time to sit down and Again, whether it's the scriptures or whether it's devotions, ultimately learning that relationship and how that relationship with God sustains me throughout the day, I would say would be the goal of prayer and why it's so important on a daily basis. Now, Father, you're you're speaking to you know a very broad audience, and I'm um, presuming that within the audience of people to whom you're speaking right now, there are people that don't have daily prayer as a part of their life and those that have committed to um, making it um, a, a non-negotiable, that prayer is, is a part of their daily life, and that it's, you know, even so far as, like you just described, woven into the fabric of their life. Um, how, how would you encourage or um, advise someone to, um, be, first of all, what encouragement could you give for beginning, and then growing more deeply in prayer? Yeah, if it's not part of someone's pattern or daily routine, the first thing I would say is ask. Mm. Jesus, give me the grace to pray today. Mm-hmm. Jesus, help me to remember how much I need you today. Holy Spirit, come and guide me to grow in prayer today. Jesus says, ask, seek, knock. Sometimes I think when people want to begin a new habit, they just think that, okay, i got to make it happen, i got to do it. Mm-hmm. Jesus says very clearly, John 15 and 5, apart from me, you can do nothing. If we're going to start a new habit of prayer, it's because we're asking Him for help. And just like you and I are conversing right now, I, again, want to recommend and encourage people to have that same image of their relationship with God. As I'm going throughout the day, God, this is what I'm thinking about. I just want to tell you what I'm thinking about right now. This is what I'm feeling right now. I just want to share with you how I'm feeling right now. Here's what's going on in my heart. Here's my desires. So those three things, thoughts, feelings, desires, if a person with the help of God's grace, just begins to relate to Him in those three areas, it becomes like a natural relationship. And then as things go on throughout the day, we just start talking to God about what we're experiencing and what's happening in our lives. And I think over time it just becomes so natural. It becomes the first thing that we think about doing or the first response to the circumstance that we're in. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing you say is that that it it should be approached not unlike any other relationship that we have that we come as we are, and we just give to Him what is on our heart, but begin by asking for that desire which comes from Him to, to enter into prayer. Yeah, very much, because when we, we come with that open disposition of asking, we begin to realize how much He's pursuing us even before we're pursuing Him. Yes. And so the more we're aware of Him, the more we want to, in many ways, be in a relationship with Him. So mm-hmm. He makes it easier than I think we make it ourselves. Mm-hmm. 
I remember as a young person thinking that I needed to be all polished up before I could approach God in prayer, kind of like putting on my Sunday best for Mass on Sunday as a little girl. Um, but that really isn't the case, <laughs> that we have to be polished before coming to Him. Yeah, I mean, how many stories do we hear of uh, the beggar Bartimaeus and the tax collectors and sinners that we heard about in the Gospel today, mm-hmm. people who are sick and suffering, they're not polished. They just have a need, and they come to Jesus with that need, and he responds very quickly to their need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I've always taken great comfort in the saying that God likes to hear the prayers of sinners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes, I didn't worry so much about getting too polished up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Father, is there anything else that you would like to add that would um, benefit maybe uh, resources for people that um, would like to to dive in um, and to learn more about that goal of uh, contemplative prayer? Sure, yeah, I would just offer the encouragement of uh, whether you seek out your local priest, uh, whether you start praying and asking St. Joseph to intercede for a spiritual director, in some ways he was the spiritual director of Jesus, as he was the, the father figure that formed Jesus. Um, but, Lord, bring someone in my life that has grown in prayer throughout the years that can be a model, a mentor, mm-hmm. an example to me. Um, we already mentioned the Catechism, the Daily Mass readings. Uh, probably my favorite book in helping people learn to pray is the Introduction to Ignatian Prayer by Father Timothy Gallagher. Mm-hmm. The basic uh, prayer lays out the meditations for you. You just have to open up your Bible and, and follow along with the meditation. Um, so, yeah, for people to be encouraged and to ask for lots of help from others. Okay, okay Father, thank you very much for uh, this discussion.